This is Take Care, a health and wellness show produced by WRVO Public Media. I'm Jason Smith. And I'm Catherine Loper. Green, yellow, and red are pretty universal colors when they're grouped together. They've kept traffic flowing on city streets for nearly 100 years. What does this have to do with our topic today? Turns out, a lot. Army cafeterias operate under the Go for Green system, where the biggest portion on your plate should be green-labeled foods. Yellow foods should be eaten in moderation, and foods that are red should be enjoyed sparingly. Think cupcakes. The color system is an indication of which foods will fuel your body for training and combat. This go-for-green system is a version of the stoplight diet, sometimes called red, yellow, and green food labeling or traffic light food labeling. And when it's used as a simple way to know what foods are best for your body, it makes sense. But that's not always how it's used. For the latest in health, we explore this diet trend with Dr. Charlotte Pratt from the National Institutes of Health. Pratt is a registered dietitian at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. First, a description of traffic light food labeling. Traffic light system is generally used to categorize foods into three simple categories like healthy foods that you need to consume more of and foods that you should consume more in moderation and others that are unhealthy. It's a fairly simple concept, eat more of the green and less of the red. And the label works across the board for dietary guidance, processed and fresh foods alike. Pratt says generally the labels are used from a caloric standpoint, but they can also be used when nutritional value is considered. One could use it mainly as caloric or as nutrient quality or nutrient density. Then there's looking at beverages that had more than 12 grams of sugar, for example, and they've labeled that as red food to consume, whereas green would be those with less sugar content. The concept of red, yellow, and green labels for food is one that's been around for some time. But as we've hinted at, modern traffic light labeling has a different purpose. Noom, an app focused on weight loss through psychological changes, uses it as a tool to better balance your plate. And the WW Curbo app, geared towards children, also uses it as a method of food classification. At face value, and this will be clear if you've seen commercials for Noom or WW, these are apps focused on weight loss, one focused on kids and teens. So we asked Pratt, was traffic light food labeling ever meant to be used for the purpose of dieting? off as a way of telling individuals in a simple terms to use it in dietary management. It's simple, easy to understand, very low literacy levels, you know, if you're dealing with children. There are some limitations of the using the red and green because people can categorize it as red is always bad, which nutritionists don't like to say that because we We eat food in combination, and so when you say a food is bad to a child, it may be taken as don't eat it at all, but it could be that you should eat it in moderation. And of course, the green ones, you can eat them as much as you want, which can also add up to the calories depending on the quantity that you eat. Pratt doesn't necessarily think that using the system for dieting goes against its original purpose or the sentiment behind it, but it does have limitations. There may be confusion along the line. So if, for example, olive oil, you know, people may say you shouldn't have too much fat. And so if you're consuming extra virgin olive oil, which we know that has some quality dietary potential, if you use that, then you can limit the amount of consumption that people may 
So moderation is always the key thing. Pratt goes on to say that there can be confusion at times when using a system so basic. So if, for example, I have artificially sweetened beverage, zero calories, and you label it as green, there are some studies showing that using artificially sweetened drinks may stimulate your appetite to consume other high-calorie foods. But in cases where it's supported with some dietary counseling and some emphasis on making sure that people are doing the right thing, continuous monitoring, I think that helps. What could be more helpful, as Pratt notes, is combining traffic light labeling with other nutritional information and tactics. And at times, the simplicity of it actually makes it a more accessible way to eat and stay healthy. I think the simplicity of it makes it easy for low-income people who cannot count calories or people who are low literacy level. I would like to see that more with clinician support, nutritionists, healthcare workers, to help in directing people to actually monitor their diets. The simplicity of it makes it worthwhile.